This week on Dr. Drew After Dark. You've, oh, seen, yeah. you've seen such behavior in yeah. the testes. So, so my balls come out of my esophagus sometimes. <laughs> I go, so I, by the way, I just want to say real quick, you are, I mean, you sound ripe for ISIS. This is what ISIS is looking for. <laughs> Guys like you. Does your dad have high blood pressure? Oh, high blood pressure, diabetes. Yeah, so you AIDS. come by it honestly. That's it. Yeah. AIDS? Probably. <laughs> Welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dr. After Dark. Keep those voice messages at 818-253-1693. And the email is drfdark at gmail.com. Uh, Appreciate you guys being here. And uh, we've lately been asking you to sort of send in some videos if you want. We've got some medical videos set up. I don't think we're going to have them this week, but maybe next week. We've got some video questions. And we've got video questions, and we've got videos, and we have we have um, oh, the video questions that I just set up. We got them we already. Got, we got some video oh, questions. Oh, man, for good you. for you. They're very interesting. So it's stuff I have answered on social media, but I want to kind of get into a little more about, you know, the social media. I only have you know, a few seconds to answer, get into more of it. And of course, we have live calls as well. And more importantly, we have Christy Stefano. Yeah, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, baby. I got scumbag hair today, so I apologize. For scumbag I got, hair. I got scumbag Staten Island hair. I pushed it back too much, and I apologize for that. I'm a better person than my hair leads did, on. Did you put some bro cream in there? Yeah, or, yeah, dude. I was a real piece of shit this morning, and I apologize for that. And mm-hmm. I'm wearing an Islanders jersey. I'm really scummy. We accept your apology. But I, I wouldn't trade places with you because you have diverticulitis, and I don't want that. I, I, I'd rather I, get a cock in the ass from the dog. Was- <laughs> Again. <laughs> From the doctor? No, from Nadav. Well, yeah, from, from Nadav. Nadav. Calls, oh, Nadav. If Nadav's yeah, sex oh. name is the doctor. Sure. So you had anal sex with with Chris Nadav? Yeah, it was great. Yes, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was it. Yeah. He was sh- it a live show or something that I missed? Why did I? Why did I not know about this? Uh, I mean, it was a show, but it was you know we yeah. didn't stream it. We oh, did it on your man. mom's house live. <laughs> Nadav shit knishes into my mouth. <laughs> Drew, this is this is your chance, Drew. This it's is your sus. This is, sus. Is. <laughs> this is sus. This is sus. So I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be cool with the kids, you know. No, yeah, no. This trust me. This, this is what your kids want to hear. <laughs> this this is what they hear on TikTok. They don't want to hear the bullshit call-ins. They want to say who's shitting in whose mouth with uh, conditions. Uh, yeah, they want me out here blowing Matt Reif. So let me let me give the the, the, the plugs first. So. New TV show on Vice TV, Super Maximum Retro Show, also co-hosting Hey Babe podcast. Uh, and th- that's also on YouTube. Is that right? Yeah, the Hey Babe. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, and, yeah that's Hey Babe. And where you get your podcast. And then your podcast is Chrissy Chaos, Chrissy Chaos. on Patreon and YouTube also. And uh, I didn't know he has so many kids, man. Three kids, baby. I got three Puerto Rican kids. We all live on Staten Island. Um, I've told the neighbors that they're Italian, dark skin. Um, so they said we so we get in and um, and uh, and they're you know it's a beautiful beautiful life that I have as a comic it's good to have children because it takes me out of the um, kind of like this emotional roller coaster of comedy it's like I do my stuff and then I go home from work and then I forget it I don't care if I get something don't get something the show sells out doesn't sell out I'm not so people don't appreciate how much that weighs on performers comedian performers particularly because now but you guys come up in a world that people don't really get either yeah it's a whole subculture it's a whole underworld of comedy did uh, i'm dying up here did that reflect it a little bit yeah 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 that was a great show yeah um and uh and and i think that um you know for me like when i first had my first child 
with some of the comics like, how could you be having a kid right now? It's going to stall your career, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, they say the kid saved me. I'm like, yeah. I have a career now because of them, because it's almost like I apply less pressure on myself. And well, you have my, different priorities. Yeah. Where it's I'm like, like, you know, I'll listen to some of my friends, you know, peers just like obsess about comedy. And it's almost like borderline, like narcissistic where I'm like, man, like go, don't just, the comedian is like the fourth thing about me as a human being, mm. you know? It's, well, I, I want to get into that because you've had like four careers, which yes. I, is just like, to me, that's, yes. I, I did not know that about you. Yes. And that is astonishing, but, but hang on. So yeah, I, the, it's almost like a battle with comedy. Not just narcissistic, it's narcissistic life or, I mean, if you're, in a life or death battle, of course, narcissism will emerge, right? You're, right. you're going to be worried about yourself, thinking about yourself. And think of the language views around comedy. I'm dying right. or, or I killed. Right, right, right. <laughs> One or the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. You're either being dead or you killed everybody else. Right, I bombed or I killed. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, there's truth to that. And I think like anything else, like, you know, it's just an adrenaline rush. I, you know, we all like adrenaline junkies in a way. Um, so it's just like the next phase of my life. But like, I'm one of those, like, I love doing comedy. It is, it, you know, it's, it's, it's sustained my family's way of life. Like I, I'm doing it, but, but I, you know, I, I'm like, sometimes my friends call me Chrissy eras. Cause I'm like always in it. Like there was a basketball era. Then there was a physical therapy era. Now this is the comedy era. Yes. And then it's like, I just move on to something else i don't know that i will with this because i'm I've, i feel so free or you can go group. back you can go back to physical therapy see that the issue is okay. the issue is because okay. i want to i would but the problem is is when you get a taste of like what real like freedom is doing what you love creatively no i get it and i have not looked at a clock in 10 years and I, every day of my life feels like a sunday to put me even though it would be gratifying to help people out to put me in a space where yep. i can't leave and i have a set number of patience to do that you got to mow through you gotta i don't do it. know Be that i could do that maybe i could do it once a week but i yeah. I, I don't know that i could go but back to that i life. would argue the reason you have such an appreciation <clears throat> for your creative freedom is because you did do that work oh, yeah. so you know the difference between work and what you're doing now yeah which is work i mean yeah. and, and stressful but it's not that no it's not that and it's like but you have a doctorate of physical therapy i do this is that's as high in the world of physical therapy for physical therapy yeah. yeah yeah i mean you know it's one of those things where i'm proud of it but Did you specialize in a certain area pediatrics Oof. i was a pediatric so i worked you know mentally physically handicapped know, kids did all that and that was a beautiful thing and it was gratifying to help them you know to get a kid up out of their wheelchair for the first time to have them take one step yep. all that yep. stuff is beautiful um but I, you know, ultimately want to do this. And, uh, but, but, but I still, you know, donate my time. There. Well, I was going to say, what yeah. happens, I, I've been across the lifespan with people that are successful. Many, you know, I'm old enough now, I've seen things happen. And what happens eventually, as you continue to have success, you'll eventually go, I, wanna, I, wanna, I need more meaning or something. And right. that, that's, that's always from kind of one-on-one -on -one helping another human. Yes. Know? And when you have a skill and a wisdom around it, yeah. you, you have something to offer. Right. And so you can always go back to that anytime to sort of fill that piece out if you need it. Yeah, I feel like, like I, I will say like, you know, uh, when you kill on stage or whatever, yeah. it's a beautiful feeling and yeah. it's great. But there is a part of me even yes. now, even yeah. though I'm happy to do it and I love doing it, I am like, there's a little bit of like, even narcissism in that where yeah. it's like these people cheering for me and clap and I, it feels good. But I'm like, I don't know if the karmic energy attached to this is positive or negative. I'm not sure. Whereas when you help a child yeah, take right. a step, you're like, this is nothing but good. This is nothing yeah. good. This, it makes is, me feel better. One is fulfillment and nourishment and the other is just high. 
Right, that's what <laughs> it's, it is, and, and that's okay. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, it, 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 and you need the next high too. Right, well, right. The fulfillment is much more nourishing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I still practice medicine. I can't not do it. Really, I can't not do it. How no. often do you do it? I, I do it every day because I have patients. I got to call and whatever. In fact, I can make a call as soon as we get out of here. Um, but I go in and see people one or two days a week. But so. rest your diverticulitis. Thank you. Don't Thank overdo you. It's, it. It's good times. What is it? Little holes in the intestine? It's a, well, let's look it up here, my friend. I uh, want to talk about the diverticulitis. Yeah, I know you want to. Yeah, and Tom's jerking off to this. No, no, no. I've had a diverticular abscess. Had to be rushed off to surgery when he was a young man. Whoa. Yeah, okay, I was give it the pictures over there all fine. What does it feel like? Uh, like I mean, you're the, dying? Way, the, the way I had it was uh, I he would just get. I, I, I was sick. Like, uh, I'd get like, uh, uh, like a fever once every month, and then it became once every other week, and then it became every week, and then it was just. Always fever. Did you feel stomach pain and all that all the time? Um, I didn't feel no. I just felt like like it felt like I had like a very severe cold every couple like days, week, and kind of out of and it. And that's yeah. how you feel now. A little bit. I I'm I'm pretty under control. Uh, this is the first attack I've had in about a year. But there there are the pouches that get filled with what debris. sets it off. Nobody really knows. There, there's uh, some theories now that the rectal pressures are off as you get older, and that sort of allows that to develop. And so I've been combating that with things that increase the pressure down there. It really worked. Right. Really, so really like worked. Kegels and stuff? No, no, no. Uh, something called bis- Ducolax. Oh, Bisicodal medicine. To, to oh, medicine. The, okay. You know, to force increase the contraction. Increase pressure. Rectal pressure? <laughs> Did you say rectal pressure? <laughs> you said erectile pressure, I thought. But oh, yes, I, rectal I, pressure. I thought you said rectal pressure, erectile pressure, same thing. Madison Square Garden Theater before we let yes. off here. Where your daughter graduated from. She graduated, her graduation from Barnard was in that theater that right. you're going to be performing in. Right, right. It's, yeah. the, it's the theater at Matt Square Garden. It's under the garden. Um, still big room, but that's... Huge, we have, I knew it was huge room. I didn't realize how huge it is. 6,000 people. It's a yeah, I had radio... Buy the tickets. Buy the tickets, damn it. ChristyComedy.com, Radio City Music Hall the day before sold out. So we, so we added that one. Is that so. the first time you performed there? In Radio City? Yeah. 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 That's got to be a big deal for someone New who grew up in New York. Yeah. It, that's the thing. For me, I really only had ever two goals doing this comedy thing. I always want to get to Madison Square Garden and sell out Madison Square Garden. So hopefully this brings me closer to that and then have a sitcom about my father. That's always what I've always just, that's why I started. I was never, you know, a lot of my peers, they know the history of comedy. They grew up watching the monologues. They saw all George Carlin specials and Pryor and this, I don't know any of it. I, Mm -hmm. I started I, I had very, I loved Everybody Loves Raymond. Used to watch it with my family. I was like, I, that's what I want to do one day. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where it started. That's where it started for me. And then so really- like acting you wanted to do, really. Yeah, which, but now I don't. Now yeah. it's just like you fall in love. I think what happened was is it, it was simply, it, it was like adrenaline. It was like the dopamine hit where I was, drugs where I was like, I was playing basketball, college basketball. I loved it. Looking forward to it every day, a thousand jump shots a day, giving my whole life to basketball. And then basketball stopped. I wanted to physical therapy. Fully whole, engaged. Whole life, fully yep. engaged, studying. I had a, you know, a, a, a 2.1 GPA in undergrad and then a 3.9 in a doctorate level program. So it's like, why? Because I was applying myself mm-hmm. in one. And that, you know, what my mother was saying since I was a kid, she's like, you're not applying yourself. I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm retarded. Doing the best I can, <laughs> yeah. Bob. Oh, look, there's, is that you? No. Yes. Oh, that's Chris Mullen. But yeah, that's, that's me. That's me. That's me running to the steps on January 6th. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, and so, but then what happened was it's just, I found comedy and then that adrenaline what rush. Found, what happened? How'd you find well, it? Well, I always wanted to do it. I always was being told, like, I remember, I remember this moment when I was six or seven years old and I'm walking down the street with my mom and, uh, 
I, she, I was like, I said to her, well, like, what is my talent? What, well, like, what do you think it is? And I wanted her so much to so badly to say basketball. I was like, ba you know, I, say basketball. Like, that's what I want because I want to be a basketball player. And she was like, it's your sense of humor. That's what your real gift is, wow. sense of humor. And I remember being angry with her back wow. then. I was like, you don't understand me. And, you know, <laughs> it's basketball. Look at my jump shot. And she, and then, but, but even so, and then throughout my whole life, that's what I would hear is, oh, the funny guy, Chris, you know, class clown, most likely to be comedian in your wow. book. And I kind of never really thought that about myself. I was like, for me, comedy was always, it started as a defense mechanism because my parents were divorced. Oh. So my father would call me every day and I would get really emotional because I missed him. And I would, you know, actually start, my, my mom would be like, honey, daddy's on the phone. And I would start to cry immediately. Uh, like, yeah. cause I was like, oh, so then my, what I would do just kind of reactively, no, it was um, instinctively, I meant, I just was like, all right, let me take like a breath. I'd be like, okay, mom, I'm coming in one minute. And I would be like, I'm just getting something ready for dad. And it was all, but it was all to stop the crying uh. and then think of a joke. Think of something funny to tell my dad. You know, at that time, it was little kid jokes, corny little, but that's what I would do. Was and he that, a funny guy? Funny guy. Yeah. And that was my defense mechanism. It was always. a way of communing with him, yeah. connecting to him. And then it's really on 9-11 on is when I really was like, okay, maybe I should start to think about this. I didn't wind up not getting on stage for another close to eight years, but I remember 9-11 happened, like the actual day. We all, I got into a big like, fight. Like, it, it affected you that way because you thought you're just reevaluating your whole life at that point? Is that well, what you're well, no, the, 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 this guidance counselor, Brother Regis, shout out Brother Regis, he was like, you know, very, like, we, you know, we, 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 he, was, he was like every, it was an all boy Catholic high school. He was, um, you know, a great guy, very, very smart guy, would, you know, talk to us all the time, like kind of raise us to be men. And he, um, and, and so 9-11 happened and got into this big fight, you know, and then they sent all the kids. You got in a big fight? I got into a big fight. Like I with broke peers? a chair over somebody's head because I started crying immediately. Uh -huh. I started to hysterical cry because I knew my mom worked in the second tower. Oh my she survived. But I, but at the time, you don't know. Of course. And my emotions tipped. I was on steroids, but my emotions oh, tipped. Well, okay. And I hit, that's <laughs> shout out Winstrel. And, um, and, and, but anyway, the emotions did tip. And, and so I hit this kid, started laughing. I may hit him over the chair, hit him over the head with a chair whole big story. And then what happens is, is they sent all the kids who, cause I, I was eventually going to go on to like almost get expelled from the school. But in these, in this hour where there's just a uh, confusion, they sent all the kids who believed that somebody, one of their parents was affected into the library. Mm. They sent us all back. That, that was like their kind of a trauma plan. Yeah, yeah. The kids being emotional. So there was like 20 of us in the library, all, you know, trying to figure out where's our moms, where's our dads, where's yeah. our brothers, whatever. So we're all in there. And I'm, I'm emotional. And then I saw like all these other kids like, you know, crying or whatever. And my, in, again, instinct was let me try to make everybody laugh. Mm. So, I, and again, I was not thinking about it. I was just starting to be silly. I was starting to, you know, get dark. I was starting to do dumb shit. And, and, and it started working. People were laughing. We were being silly. Not everybody, but we were being silly. And the, my, you know, the, the brother Regis was in there. And again, didn't say anything to me, nothing. And then... Couple of weeks go by, they start to call people's parents in, you know, to, to talk about what happened. You know, mm -hmm. do we need more therapy? Do we need, you know, this is 2001. So, like, mental health is around, but it's not like that big of a deal. Like, yeah. nowadays, it'd be mental health, they'd be all over the mental health of the kids. But back then, it's kind of like, just suck it up and everybody's fine and, and move on. But they kids were kids are resilient. Kids are resilient, all that. So, they, so they were, they, and Brother Reed just said to my mom and dad, well, really, just my, my uh, mom, my dad wasn't allowed back in school. Um, it, it's a whole thing. If you Google Chris Stefano 9-11 story, it's just, I, I tell the whole story. My dad just almost threatened to kill the principal. It's a whole big thing. <laughs> but, 
but but my we do need a sitcom about your dad yes oh it's yeah well <laughs> tell jimmy kimmel that and um so so brother regis says you know to my mom she goes you know your son has like a real gift like he immediately in in this time of crisis started immediately started to you know uh try to make people laugh and he turned on a charm that I really haven't seen. She was like, so he was like, so I think he should be a lawyer. I think he should. Oh, I was like, I think he can convince a jury whether his client's guilty or anything. I think oh. he can sway a jury one Isn't way. Isn't that interesting? Charming. He said, or he should do comedy. Oh. And then she was like, he'll be a lawyer, oh. you know, because she doesn't want me to do comedy. But that's when I started to think about like, oh, wow, maybe I do. Because then but I would it take. it still must have been another 10 years. 10 or? years because yeah. I was like, you know, because it's one of those things where my, I always, you know, in school, you know, went to high school, went to college, got my doctorate, graduate yeah. school. And my mom was always like, listen, I have zero issue with you trying to go for what you want. That's what you should do. But She's first like, have a profession. Right. She was like, but you, you, you can live in this house, like live in, you know, my mom's house. Yeah. I lived there until I was 27. Yeah. She was like, as long as you're going to school, yeah. you can stay here. Yeah. Just, I, I just want you to have an education. So once I got my doctorate degree, mm. she kind of knew that I wasn't going to stay in that field for long. Cause I had like this pat wanted to like this desire to at least try to How do comedy. How long were you in it? The I was, I was a physical therapist for three years, three years. And then where was your first stand up? So my first stand up was at this place called the Maui taco. Um, <laughs> fucking crazy bombed it was yeah it was it was wild but my friends were there my still core group of friends back then are still my same crew today and they were all there at the maui taco and then what happened was one thing started to lead to another and i got on this show called guy code mm. which became very popular right. like the high school and college kids yes. in in um in uh, uh on, on mtv yeah and you know as you know like a lot of people think you know older women are the ones that have high risk of giving you know birth to children with birth defects and that's true but also very young women don't have the proper prenatal care so you might have a 16 15 year old who yep. is not doing you know they don't know and yep. they're kids and then so they give birth to a child with a disability and those are most of the kids that i treated their parents were younger not mm. older mm. and you know came from you know pretty poor economic backgrounds of the kids i worked with and i remember you know guy code and the show was was you know for the youth so a lot of the moms and dads of the kids i was treating were recognizing me from the mtv show that they uh, watched the night wow. before interesting and the principal of the school is like listen you can't this is you can't moonlight you can't do both either you do this or you do that she was like you know i watched the program you know you're, and the one episode she watched was literally was a segment about me at why i did the guy code to hiding your boner <laughs> so i did all these ways to hide your boner and that's the episode she saw perfect so she was like by the way she's full of shit by yeah. the way she's full of shit you I can't know. you obviously could do both you sure. were doing both i had the same exact thing happen to me when i was a resident really not that they couldn't do both but what's wrong with you why would you even contemplate this kind of thing right it was in the aids pandemic and i was motivated to educate about aids wow and they were like what the fuck what's wrong with you you're gonna be Why? fired if you do this anymore yeah and so they're full of shit full of shit and i and and so but it was a good lesson because she was you know and she wasn't if you talk to her she would be like i wasn't you know uh i was just trying to give you the best advice that's she, what my dude told me i was just trying to save you from your career right you were gonna ruin your career right, right. no no you know what it is it's don't don't uh, question young people when they're doing stuff let right. them do it let them yeah. just do it they'll well, figure it out well that's why now having kids i'm like hey I want them to go for whatever it is they go for. I do like the idea of like, I do like the idea of my mom pushing me to be like, hey, you have this education fallback plan is nice. You always have that. And you have the experience of doing this work, which you'll yeah. make you appreciate everything else you're doing. Oh, yeah. I cannot tell it immediately when people have 
worked in the world yeah. versus been performing their whole life. It's a different. It's a different fed. thing. It, it's a different thing. It's also like too. Like I'm happy that it's it's taken. You know, I'm really only now. I've been doing it since 2009, and really only now am I starting to like really know. Like I'll go to a city, and all the tickets would be sold. I can sell it's theaters, great. and it's, great. it's only now. But I'm happy that it's taken this long because I won't. I don't want to lose it now. You know. You mentioned that you were most likely to become a comic in the yearbook. That's what they said you, in high you know, school. In the yearbooks now, you're not allowed to have categories anymore. Really? That's all done. Wow. Mm-hmm. At least in the West. Be- uh, because it's discriminatory and whatever the hell. Who knows what? It's not equitable. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is getting insane, right? It, it is, even if you are, the, the, and because I think like politically, whatever you are, left, right, it, it, I don't think that it's whatever, whatever you want to do, I get it. But it's like, it, it does feel like you, they are pushing. And by they, I actually don't even know who it's I mean. Hard to I think tell it's where it's coming from. Yeah. Right. It's like you are pushing into like anarchy. Like you're, it, it is becoming now so outrageous that like you know even even I, I just had my my kid goes my daughter one of my daughters goes to an all girl school, and we ju- and we had the daddy daughter dance and she's young she's you know second grade so I was like this is great the school's having this daddy daughter dance whatever and then the principal was like yeah this is the first one we've had in five years I was like what she was like well you know we had the pandemic but before that you know you really weren't allowed to do the daddy daughter dance we caught a lot of protests and I was like what yeah like because they were like oh it's not fair to to who? To 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 you know people who don't have uh, daddies that identify as daddies or daughters that feel they're in different bodies. I'm like, good for them. They can, they can still come. be a part of it. Yeah. yeah good. I, mean, I don't. Wh- why are you taking this away from me? Right. That's you know? the thing. Everyone else is is being put under the thumb. Yeah. And I was talking to I forget what I was to I was talking to the other day, but it, you know when in when we were young, we were interested in having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying ourselves and yeah. uh, socializing. Yeah. That's been washed out. That's starting to come back. It's starting to well, come back. Well, what I will say, that what I'm <laughs> noticing, because I also have a 12-year-old stepson, and he, you would think 12, going on 13, he's going to want to be on social media. He's going to, yeah. he doesn't want, he actually, he sees like the negativity good. of the phone. Oh my God. He's not addicted to it at all. Ooh, good. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want any of that. And I was like, why don't you want a social media? He, I swear to God, he goes, because I see what it does to you and mom. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's pretty powerful. And I was like, you're right. He was like, you guys are like zombies on that thing. Oh. I was like, holy, sm-. but that, that actually gave me like a hope because I was like, hopefully him and his friends, they don't want, he wants, he, he, he was riding his bike the other day and we, we as the parents were like, well, look at like a group of kids riding bikes you don't see that anymore and it's no. like what a sick world that we live yes. in you don't see that anymore yes uh, bring it back bring yeah. it local small yeah. per- interpersonal I want to go all the way back to the 1700s rules let's, bring it let's, all, let's start fucking burning people at the stake <laughs> no let's leave that part out yeah. but uh, one last thing um, look through some of the calls here uh, oh here we go um, last time I think I talked to you uh, I was on who wants to be a millionaire? And you were Nikki Glazer's yes. go-to. <laughs> yes, and I got the answer right. And then she, then she, did she use your? No, I don't think she did. She didn't trust me. <laughs> you know, she had an obsession with you at one point. Are you aware of that? Oh yeah. Oh, so are the police. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 it's not inappropriate. <laughs> no, no, no. I love, I love Nikki. Yeah, yeah she's Nikki. The best. We were, I, I was obsessed with her too. But you know, why isn't she ever on this? She hasn't been on this show. It's, it's a, Nikki's it's a, great. A, a yeah, annoying. there's overlap for when she's I think she here, lives definitely. in St. Louis now, right? Yeah. She was with her parents, and that's where she grew up. Yeah, and she was with her parents there, and then got to like it. Good for her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, no, like, I like, the, I like, I like that she's over there. Exceptional person. Yeah. All right, let's take some calls here. This is Kevin. Kevin, what's going on, man? What's up, Dr. Drew, baby? What's up, man? I was just chilling, uh, calling to ask a question I haven't heard on the show before. All right, let's do it. 
right. We'll get straight to it, man. So uh, sometimes, you know, when I'm uh, becoming intimate with a woman or myself, yeah, uh, my balls kind of go up, like, inside of my stomach. They, like, leave the sack. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Ever heard anything like that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's very common. You, you look, Chris is looking knowingly at me. You've oh, seen yeah. you've seen such behavior in yeah. the testes. So, so my balls come out of my esophagus sometimes. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. So they, <laughs> so, so they, that's it, baby, Chrissy D. So they roll up into What's your. What's going on? Oh man, I got two doctors here. Can that's right. It's true. That's right. Absolutely true, my friend. Well done. So it, it actually rolls into the inguinal canal. Right, uh, there's like a potential space that when it just my anal canal. No, <laughs> your inguinal canal. There's a they're right where your you know, your testes start in your back. They start where the ovaries start, and they come down and descend into the sac when you're developing. You're blowing my fucking mind yeah. right now, doc. And, and some people have a sort of a path left behind that the testes can roll back into. And uh, show, show me the inguinal canal, Caleb. Uh, Caleb. Uh, Nadav. Caleb I'm, I'm calling him tech. Caleb from now on. Yes. Pull it up, Nadav. I, 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 diverticulitis fucks me up, man. Damn. Um, so, uh, nice spelling, Nadav. I Thank know. you, Chris. Nailed it. So uh, you can think of that one of the second row, second one in. That one. Yeah. So you can see how there's the testy sort of sits in that canal and can go up in the inguinal. That's where hernias happen. When hernias happen, when the bowel comes down into the inguinal canal, right. testy can roll up. The, the risk, the problem is... If you are um, vigorous in your sexual activity, yeah. or if it's female on top, she can come right down and smash your smash testy it because it's kind yeah. of up against the pelvis there. But I, it is better being a boy. One time I was a physical therapist working with adults, and I had a patient come in, a female patient come in with a rectal prolapse. Uh, with, oh, yeah. Yeah, with her, her fucking rectum was coming out through her vagina. That was fun. Oh, that's different. That's, yeah. That's, a, that, that's a sort of a... Sure, was a rectum and not a uterus? A utero pro, yeah. utero prolapse. I'm yeah. sorry. That was coming out of... That happens uh, when you get... If you live old enough as a woman, you yeah. pretty much get that. Yeah. I, I, my, I was, she looked trans. <laughs> I'm trying to follow. <laughs> so, well, I'm just saying, because it's something coming out of the, you know... I see. Uh, the vagina see, looked like see. a pee-pee. She looked like her maphrodite. It, and that's her cervix. That actually, was her cervix pe coming out. out the, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Let's see a uterine prolapse. It happens a lot. I know. Yeah, let's see a uterine prolapse. Let's get ready to Don't explode. Don't this, any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This should be on your mom's house live. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like you bring somebody in with has that. Yeah. Right. There it is. That yeah. second row, third one in. Yeah. That's what That's what you saw. Right? Yeah, it's it was it was wild. I saw a big one. And was it a younger person? No, no, no. Oh, she was like 70-something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you she cough, you'll cough and your uterus will come out of your that, snatch. That's right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So anyway, you're good, my friend. Don't worry about it. Be careful. Don't smash the balls. That's all yeah, I'm that's saying. Yeah, that's it, baby. Be careful. Uh, let's, this can be interesting. This is Tony. It's a little more serious. Is type. this my dad? Oh, Maybe. His name's Tony? That's my dad's name's Tony. Hey. Tampa Tony. Hi, Tony. He's from Ohio, though. First name's Tony. Hi. Hey, it's Drew and D. Christa, D. D. Stefano. Christa Stefano, baby. Tony, go ahead. How are you gentlemen doing? Good. We're really good. How are you? Keep it short. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm fantastic. What do you got? Um, so I I grew up relatively quickly um, without my father around. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of finding myself putting on a facade of what I think a man is supposed to be. And um, I'm trying to find a source of guidance, but I don't really align with any sort of religious or spiritual. Um, and I'm, 
I don't know where to look for guidance or, or structure. What, what happened? Or, what happened with your dad? What's the story there? By the way, I just want to say real quick, you are, I mean, you sound ripe for ISIS. This is what ISIS is looking for. <laughs> well, <laughs> guys like you. Well, that's what can happen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they're, they're, taking yeah. they're taking white. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead. And <laughs> yeah, Jihadi John. So what happened with your dad? Uh, he, he's an alcoholic. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, alcoholic. We left him when I was very young, moved around a lot. And uh, he's, he's in this place of not, he doesn't think he can do better, you know? He's still drinking. Um, doesn't have any faith in himself. He's still drinking. Yeah. 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 So he, he, needs to, he needs his alcoholism treated. He has an right. illness and it makes him feel bad, of course. Yeah. And so he uses that as justification to continue using, but there's always a reason to continue using. So that's sad. Um, you know, he's a sick person. I mean, you can kind of, con you know, intellectualize it as some, you know, having had a sick father, not just an abandoning father. Right. But, you know, as, when you're a little kid, it's hard to get, you know, you still have all those injuries left behind. Have you had any therapy? No, I have not. Because you would benefit, really benefit. It, it would not take long to sort of help you form kind, the kind of attachments and look at the residual of having a dad that was abandoning and sick. Uh, how are your relationships generally? Uh, it, I find it, it's kind of hard to um, maintain a level of honesty, mm. you know, and it's and it's full extent. Mm-hmm. So you can't be vulnerable, can't be intimate, can't be trusting, because people you expect people to leave or mistreat you. Yeah, I mean, I, I find like I can I can never put my full trust into anyone or anything besides myself. I feel like right. So that's that's all from the abandonment, right? Those are abandonment issues, and those can be easily treated in therapy. That's different than I think what your opening question was, which is sort of how to get male guidance, how to get male influence in your life. Isn't that sort of what you're looking for to begin with? Yeah, just, you know, uh, the structure of how to be. Yeah. Essentially, cause I just put on this facade of what I think a man is supposed to be. Yeah. Chris, thoughts? Um, I would start a relationship with AI. I would start talking oh, to ChatGPT. No. My no. God, no. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I think, I think that, um, I think, honestly, how old are you? I'm 21. Okay, so you're a young, you're a young guy. Yeah, I think like first, I mean, young buck. Young, yeah. young buck. You're a young biological male, I'm assuming. And I That's what they call it. That's right. I think I think, you know, first of all, I mean, yeah, you have a circumstance, alcoholic father. Um so I get it. There's things, but at 21, I mean, a lot of us are kind of looking at that age for you know, some type of guidance. What do you want to do? You know, the religious thing. I I I was raised very very I was brought up extremely Catholic, like hardcore Catholic. And it was around 21, 22 where I was like, wait a second, wait a second. What the hell? I don't want to do this. I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm doing what my parents wanted me to do. What do I want to do? And then it, and then, and then it, you know, became like a, a crisis in my mind. On, and, you know, and, and yet you've mentioned more than a couple of times that father at the school, the, the, the gentleman that was sort of counseling you. Yes. I mean, there was a male figure that figured significantly, even though he was yeah. not there at the time. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's a good point where it's like, you know, you can, you know, our biological fathers, yes, they bring us into the world, but there are other people that can guide us, father figures and exactly. all that. So, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I, I, I think everything's fine. 
I mean, right? I mean, therapy will help. You, we, you, you need therapy. You, you need to be. You need to seek it out. The the reason you're saying that is uh, is that Tony feels fine. You can tell he's okay. He's put right. together, right? Yeah. And so it's you're not worried about Tony. He's going to figure his shit yeah, out. It's almost, and that's kind of what happens in life too. It's right. almost like what? No. Well, I was going to say like I mean I'm just listening to him. So yeah. obviously you know you know you don't know. I mean he could you know I don't know what he could be you know butt naked standing at the end edge of the golden gate bridge i have no idea but he sounds good and and so that's with physical therapy like people would come in and be like i i'd be like, what, what pain are you in and they'd be like 10 out of 10 i'd be like you're not 10 out of 10 pain is like you can't even shower because of the pain like you, you can't you move. are crawling yeah. because of the pain yeah. so you our brains do a good job of being like we're th telling us we're way worse than we actually are you know we take somebody and that's therapy to be like hey like there's a lot of people there's a full waiting room of people with very similar issues to what you have because yeah. i think stent to feel alone that's and, right and, and if you notice i said he could be it could be managed very quickly very quickly he, he could get you know yeah. sort of engaged in a in a closeness and in that close setting with another person preferably a male you could start to look yes. at what went wrong and have those feelings and, and process them and, and metabolize them and that's the end of it um, and that will help you then I, I think there's more going on in your interpersonal life than you realize it it feels like I need more male guidance because you're putting this facade on of maleness but I think it's more about who you are and fully present in a close connection with another human yeah. I think I think and by the way if you're if you're struggling with your sexuality join the club. <laughs> I mean literally you got a whole you just come to Austin baby you come to your mom's house studios and you will find many of us living in what we like to call I the mean, gray T. T. zone. Jerry is, 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 uh, is she single, you know? TT Jerry TT Jerry is single but yeah TT Jerry is single but the only problem with TT Jerry is that you know you're going to you think you're going to therapy and then you're smoking crack. That's the issue. What's TT Jerry? TT, well, that's a good, that's a good way to phrase it. Like what's TT Jerry? No, who is TT Jerry? I no, mean. what's TT Jerry is more Uncle TT Jerry. Well, TT Jerry is the mother of my children, my girlfriend's transgender uncle who served twenty years in prison. Ah. went in as a man, came out as a woman, ah. and now I have a transgender person in my life, TT Jerry, who lives in the guest room, who is the children's nanny, is the caregiver, and she's just a great. It's a great person to. I think I encourage. I wish that the United States had like some type of program where you could almost like go like get to know a, a, a convict, get to know, uh, you know, like in, in a safe way, like get to experience and talk to someone who's been incarcerated for 15 years. Because mm. a lot of times like we're like, I'm in a mental prison or I have, you know, you talk to someone who genuinely was in a prison yeah. and they very quickly you realize most of our problems are not as significant as we think they are. Like yeah. putting, going into solitary confinement for a week and having to eat worms out of the mud because the guards are punishing you. That yeah. those are real issues. Yeah. Like those are, and I'm not, I'm not You're minimizing. Me. I'm not minimizing people's You're problems. Me but, I need to start talking to these people at the low-income housing that I work at. Yes, that would, uh, talk to them. I, that and uh, it just occurs to me also, Tony. Have you, have you thought about military? Maybe because yeah. sometimes that helps with this kind of stuff. I, thought, I did. Uh, I genuinely considered it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want you to start actively to hating the Chinese because that's who we're going to war with. Yeah, I and all that. Start chanting, "I hate China." That'll make you. That'll make you feel better. You you were worried about the vaccine? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that, that's probably going to be less of an issue going forward. So less of an issue. Yeah, as yeah. they don't require these things. Look at look at Dr. Drews. You know, he's got eight boosters and diverticulitis. He's doing fine. Yeah. No, I got the original vaccine and new boosters. No, same and, with so, me. No boosters. Yeah, I've, had, I've had COVID several times. <laughs> yeah, me too. My immunity is for yeah. real with that. Yeah. And now I, now I go around Omicron. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah I've been around it multiple times. Yeah. I'm not aware that I've got, contracted anything. Yeah. 
But uh, that was interesting. So T.T. Jerry, T.T. Jerry, right? T.T. Jerry. So there's an, and T.T. Jerry is, is, um, on estrogen therapy now, like a transition. She still has a penis, but she has she has tits. Okay, and yeah. and I'm and she's very. I'm I'm trying to use language that doesn't become. She loves Bud Light. <laughs> That's funny, but but what I've noticed is that when my profession helps people transition, when they pick the right person for the right interventions, right, it's perfectly. I yeah. mean, you, that's the other kind of person you should be around. People are transgendered and are just properly, you know, just well transitioned. Yeah. They're well cared for. It's it's like you, oh, you're like, oh, I that's I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's when maybe people are being given stuff by doctors that are not, I don't know that it's right for them yet. Then if they pick the right person, well, the doctors she, it's that It's interesting. Is. Jerry has, and again, it's just one person's opinion. I'm not mm-hmm. saying this is a blanket statement, but Jerry's opinion is she was like, you know, it's just weird to me. She's like, right? She, Jerry's like, listen, I have no education. She's like, mm. you know, third grade. She got, I think she stopped going to school in the fifth or sixth grade. Mm. She was like, I, 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 I know I'm not the smartest person. She's very street smart. But she was like, I just go by what I see. She's like, when I went into prison at, in, in, I think it was 1995. Mm. She's like, when I went into prison in 1995 or 1996, she's like, I was the only trans person in the win- oh, was she trans before she went? To she went in as trans. Yeah, oh, she wasn't like getting therapy yet, but she was yes. like, you know, hair, wigs, yeah. and then they started giving her Got as it. you know, you know, we started to move forward in society. They started giving her estrogen therapy yes. in prison, but she was like, I was the only one. She goes, by the time I got out of prison in 2020, she was like, I was an entire wing in an entire wing of trans inmates. Now she was like, you know, it, to me, it was like, are all of a sudden the trans people all became criminals. She was like, I just think that you normalized being trans. And she was like, I don't know if it's people who, you know, okay, now being trans is okay. I see a lot of people doing it. I've, I've always felt that way. Or she said, she was like, or is it like how like, you know, she, like one of her brothers, she was like, you know, her brother Ed, she's like, you know, like my brother Ed, like to piss off my mom, he would put on black lipstick and be goth. Mm. She was like, I wonder if it's just like, people pissing off their parents or are all these people actually trans and they just she was like i don't or, know or it's trying to solve something right for that individual whether it's piss off the yeah. parent or some other yeah. internal solution and yeah. not ge- genuinely what jerry yeah. is she told me and jerry told me she was like i i know i'm trans she was like yeah. i was five years old and she was like i would w- ask, she told me she asked santa claus one year for a pussy Ugh. that's what she asked for so she where's that santa claus now yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah that that so i remember that was like she asked it so she was like i always knew it she's like i just hope that the kids who do it really are sure i was like yeah i don't know yeah and and i i completely understand that and i worry that my profession isn't getting it right because they're just right. doing surgeries and stuff and it's like right. you better get the right person these are major medical interventions Make sure it's a Titty Jerry. What's your name? T.T. T. Jerry. You T. T. can call Jerry. it Titty Jerry. T.T. T. Jerry. It's on your mind, baby. Maybe it's I'm sure it's T.T. Jerry uh, <laughs> and not somebody that T.T. Jerry saw on the wing of the, of right. the facility. So right. It's just, it's a, really a challenging kind of situation. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Andrew, what's going on, my friend? This yeah. is an old, oldie but a goodie here, gentlemen. Old question. You got me and Chris Stefano. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this one's really bothered me for a long time. It's like, keep me up at night to be honest um but does the does poop push the farts now or does fart push the poop back oh this is i think and, when i first met christina p this was her question for me 
This is an old yeah, question. That that's options. a Christina P. question yeah, right it there. It preoccupies folks. the your mom house yeah. uh, world uh, yeah. for years. Yeah. And they made I'm, millions off that. And it's <laughs> <laughs> <is> actually true. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I, honestly, I haven't heard this said before. But, I, no, it's know, been a while. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will tell you that they are sort of independent processes. Okay. They aren't really, I mean, obviously, if you push the poo out, farts will come. Right. Right. But the gas right. is, it's whatever you're pushing, you know, when you're pushing, you can push fart out or you can push poo out, you can push them both out. Okay. But they are not really affecting each other in terms of maybe give you a feeling that something needs to come out and you can kind of tell whether it's a fart or poo. Sometimes you get that wrong. Sure. Every, everyone's done that. You gamble that. and you lose. That's right. <laughs> Did that on yeah, a plane I, once. Yeah, I've never agreed oh. with, sorry to interrupt, I've never agreed with when Say you're uh, you're farting. People are like, "Well, you need a poop," and I'm like, "No, no, I'm just, no." That's you know, my wife. My wife's big on that philosophy, and I keep telling her because the dog will start farting, and she goes, oh, "He needs to go out." It's like, "No, he shit no. five minutes ago." <laughs> yeah. Dogs fart. Get and some gas out. So the, you know, there's two kinds of gas too. One is the air you swallow, and that is sort of not the smelly part. And then there's the part of gas produced by the bacteria in your colon, the methane, and that's the bad part. That's the stinky part. Got and it. then some of it, and the the poo cannot be resorbed, but the gas can kind of be resorbed a little bit. Right, it can kind of go back in and disappear or dissipate or come back out later. Can I ask a poop question? Actually, of course. With the it's poop, your mom's house. What I know that you want it S shaped, right? That's the healthiest. Let's get the with the uh, what's that uh, scale up? The uh, poop scale. I can forget right. the name of it. Because I think I'm almost right yeah, like S shape because it followed like the colon, the track, sigmoid colon, sigmoid colon. That that sort of a is that it, an old wives' tale or is that yeah. true? There's truth to that. Here's the here's the scale, the Bristol stool stool chart. Okay. Uh, but the but but the question with that is, do you want it to sink to the bottom? Is that the best? Oh t- my God! There's, this is okay. That one and the second one. Yeah. So you see, that's the those are the good versus not so good. Uh, yeah. Can you just make it a little bigger? You want sort of the type. You want type. Four, five, I think we're looking okay, at. Okay, okay, I see it now. There we go. Yeah. Type four is sort of normal. Type five is normal. Type three, rather. Type three and four is sort of where you want to, want to be. Right. See, where it says normal. And you see how the type four is, because it's softer, is sort of S-shaped. Got it. But if, you, if you're a little harder, it doesn't take the S, and that's still normal. Okay. Okay? Got it. Uh, and what was the question? I'm sorry. Andrew, did you ask something, or did Chris ask something I, I screwed no, up? No, if, if, if it sunk to the bottom. Answer, oh. I really appreciated it. All right, so yeah, I, I prefer a floater, but well, is that better though, or is that is too much fat in your diet? Fat, it just means fat. It doesn't really mean anything. It's but sinking fat. to the bottom is at the most optimal. I'm not sure anybody's ever made anything of that. Like, there's a Bristol stool chart. There's not Ryan. a floating sinking. You want to take a type three, type four shit? Yeah, three okay. four, three four, and um, those are going. I'm going to send pick. This is a three four. And I'm most text of those you. are not going to float. Got it. They're, they're dense. They're going to sink. They're dense. They're, okay. Because I don't get too many fat. sinkers. I get a lot of floaters. Yeah, maybe eating a lot of fat you're dying, huh? Yeah, you fatty piece of shit. <laughs> no, I've been doing intermittent fasting. I lost 35 pounds. Really? Good yeah. for you. And I'm on Losartan. And you were the one that pressure. told me to be on a low dose of blood pressure last time I saw you. And I and I where some, were we? I can't remember the last time we saw uh, each other. I think it was in Adam Carolla's studio. That's still what in it LA. Was. Yes, yes. Yeah, and and um and I you were like, hey, your blood pressure is too high for your age. Just yeah. take a low dose. Yeah. I think I'm on uh, 50 milligrams of Losartan yeah. now. And you know, most of the time, you know, sometimes I still get the white coat hypertension, and it'll be you know 145 over 85. But then five minutes later, it's 120 over. Perfect. 80. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And and you, I cannot emphasize enough the damage that 
elevated blood. People get all kinds of crazy notions about what high blood pressure is. It's a, it's a stiffness in the arteries as you get older, and it's a miscommunication between the kidneys and the right atrium that just sets the pressure a little bit up where, above where it should be and then stays there and damages the shit out of the vessels in your brain, kidney, and heart. And as time goes on, you just you get, get in tr- You will inevitably get in trouble. And, right. if you, and it's so simple to bring it down. This, yeah. I take the same medication. It's just a nothing. And it's, yeah. I, I are, you, are you always 120 over 80 for a shot? I'm I'm like my thing is 130 over 75. That's sort of where I you're am. You're always out. You're never in the 150s anymore. Never. Even no, nothing. Yeah. I, I worry about the 130 even these days. We back in the day we would accept 140, 150, and we've gotten more aggressive about this because the meds are so good. So I'm a, actually as I've gotten older, I've upped the dose, added a second medicine, yeah, just yeah, slowly. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. yeah I, I know that the doctor was saying like you know I'm on the 50 milligrams of losartan and she's fine with it. She's like, but. You know, six months from now, if we still get that first reading at 148, she's like, I think I'm just going to up it yeah, a little up, bit. She's like, I'm, I'm so happy that you come down. She's yeah. like, I think you have a stressful mind. But she was like, you know, she's really preaching like meditation too. I, I'm not I'm sure. I'm like, listen, I'm taking type three shits. Does your dad day. have high blood pressure? Oh, high blood pressure, diabetes. Yeah. So you AIDS. come by it honestly. That's it. Yeah. AIDS? Probably. <laughs> what are we going to have the sitcom? What's it going to be called? AIDS with Chris Stefano. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, Chris Stefano, uh, we're going to talk with, uh, I think this guy has a question for Chris. Josh. What's going on, Josh? Hi, how are you? We're how good. you guys doing today? Hey, Josh. Me and Chris Stefano. Um, how are you doing, Chris? Um, I just actually had a question about your navigation of social media. Um, I know you gave control of your socials to a kind gentleman who looks like Lancelot. Yes. Wait, say, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Um, Josh, hold on. Wait, wait. wait. So, fill this out for us. What was okay. that? Okay. So, so, so I you know, got off social media yep. I, I, because I was like, it's just mentally, I was like, this is not good. It's taking a lot of energy. I can't tell you how many times I was looking at my phone mindlessly scrolling or convincing myself I had to post for my career and right. I missed something my daughter's doing and yes. I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah. So I have someone who runs my social media now, my friend Brian, who has a haircut like Lancelot from the 15th century. So got we call it. him Lancelot. So Josh knows him. Got it. He's like the... Okay. Uh, yeah, I just I was curious if you felt it was better to filter out the negatives or if you felt that the positives so I think so. So you know, wait. So you're saying what? Do you th- what was better about getting off it? The losing the positive or losing the negative? Yeah, yeah. I was curious about that aspect. Well, I, I for me, it, you know what's you know what's actually happened. What I've realized is getting off social media is that you know everyone goes towards the negative comments, how they affect you in a negative way, yes. and, and all that. But the positive comments affect you, I think, in a negative way as well because you're getting this kind of grandiose feeling about yourself which i think is okay can be used for good but it th- was throwing off my equilibrium mm. uh, my homeostasis of who i wanted to be so uh, too much it was like mood swings so now what i've noticed is the positive reinforcement i get like that little that i used to get on social media i get it in real life now like by you know having a good gym workout and somebody being like hey man i see you're really putting in work there or you know just today i got um I was walking um, um, out, outside the gym and somebody was like, dude, you really lost a lot of weight. Congrats. And it's like to see to feel that physically as opposed to someone saying that who I don't know, I'm not in their physical space. It's got a way different feeling, a more powerful feeling. And it, it kind of made me feel because what my mind would do subconsciously is I would somebody would say something nice to me about on social media. Oh, I, I like your comedy or, or whatever it is. Great. My then mind, for some reason, I don't know why, would start looking 
into more comments. Where's the negative ones? Yeah, of Where's course. the hate? That's just. And so I've gotten away from that. So now it, you, you realize too, in the physical realm, right? In the physical space that, that, yeah. that we live in, not the social media space. Oh, it happens, but it is so rare mm. for someone to say something negative to you, to your face. It not is just so negative, awful. awful. They don't, say, don't say awful things to awful. people's face. It is yeah. so rare. It almost never happens. Where yep. on social media, it is happening all day, it's every true. day. So I kind of feel better about who I am as a person because I'm off the social media. So I would say that losing the negative comments has helped, helped me in a more impactful way. But truly, I would not have been able to stay. I've been on the intermittent fasting and social media, no social media for eight months now. And mm. I have never stayed. Stayed. I, like my, I was, I would dream for the last 10 years, call it about being 210 pounds. Cause I was 250, sometimes 260. And I'd be like, I would hate myself. And I, cause people would always be like, Chris, you look like you're in great shape. But I'd be like, no, no, no. If I took my shirt off my fucking I fat nipples, I would look hor <laughs> horrible. And I would be like, you would, but now, now even with my shirt off, Sometimes people are like, oh, wow, dude, you're really putting in the work. And I kind of finally don't feel like a fraud. Mm. I feel like I match what I say. But but the reason is I really believe is because I got off social media. To me, it it really, truly, and again, it's just my opinion. It really is poison. It is it is cigarettes for your brain, that stuff. And and I don't like it at all. And, and I'm so happy to be off it. Even if it costs me ticket sales and whatever, I was okay with that. Because I was like, I cannot I cannot do this anymore. There you go, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Oh, no, I, thought, I thought you were hanging yourself from a tree branch. <laughs> I heard but those birds. Your, okay. <laughs> your, was your 12-year-old son said that he My, saw this? He saw you. what it was doing to us, yeah. and, 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 you know, he was right, man. Cigarettes are the perfect analogy. Yeah. I, I believe we will look at screens the way we looked at cigarettes 50 I agree. years ago. I agree yeah. 100% yeah. with you. I, I, yeah. don't, I, I don't believe that I need to be connected to every single person in the world. In, in this way, especially, if it were, if it were a healthy interaction, yeah. it's one thing. It's my, not. My, my rule with myself now, just, just, just to say it, my, my rule is I don't, if I'm not in your physical space or I don't know you mm -hmm. as a family or friend, mm -hmm. I don't care or value your opinion of me at all. And I, in turn, don't, if I don't know who you are, like, I don't know Joe Biden. You know, I don't yeah. know Donald Trump. Yeah. I know what the little they put out on the media or whatever. So mm. I'm not going to give one second of my day to them. If I met those people in the, re, in the physical realm, I could have a different opinion, but I don't yeah. know them at all. So yeah. I don't give it. I think that the people who sit there and make it their prerogative yeah. to be like, to, to kind of get involved, anybody, yeah. I'm like, dude, you don't know them at all. They're it's putting true. out a very manufactured version of themselves. Like it's psychotic yeah, well, to me. And the press is distorting and lying. Yeah, and I, don't, I, I, I don't, I mean, you can't trust any of that I don't stuff. do it. Yeah, you don't care about anybody unless they're in Radio City Music Hall. Then we have to stand and applaud if That's, Chris comes out on the stage. You better. Then he cares. You better. <laughs> I'll fucking blow my head off on so, stage. So, and, so, then you guys, and then you can have all so, my Lossard in, you selfish so, fucks. <laughs> so, Caden, what's up? Hi. So, I take pantoprozole magnesium every single day as soon as I wake up. It's the first thing I do. And I still puke every single day and get wicked heartburn. What can I do? You need to stop smoking weed. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because I've, I've been smoking cigarettes since I was 11, though. The, the, the weed causes this hyperemesis thing that doesn't respond to any of the medication, and you keep vomiting. You've had the big workup. You don't have gallbladder disease. You have esophagitis because you're vomiting. Weed does this. It just does it. It's the way it is. Edibles as well? Uh, any type of marijuana? Any cannabis, no, yeah. No, just weed. 
No, any, but any, any cannabis source will keep the vomiting going. Now, Pete, I have I have talked to people who have figured out ways to sort of they go off it for a while, then they go back on a bit, and then they the vomiting comes back, they kick out again. Mm-hmm. But it is the weed, and it's is really common. Hmm. I never knew that. Yep, hyperemesis, wow. cannabis hyperemesis, my friend. It, you're not going to get better without it. And uh, my daughter had it. And she's also severely addicted. We didn't know. And now she's got a year and a half sobriety. Hasn't missed a meeting since she first sober day. You but, sent her sobriety for weed? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Because it's the, the dabbing and this high concentration stuff. For some people, it gets out of control. Okay. But, that's good to the know. Hy- but the hyperemesis was, and she was seeing doctors and medicines and all this stuff. And I was, I was like, I don't think it's, so I, never, I didn't know she was doing it that much. And now she has no symptoms. Good. Not zero. And is a... Uh, sort of really concerned that we aren't talking more honestly about the, the what's happening to people as a result of the high concentration of the weed. It's right. really it's a new drug. It's not, yeah. not when I was like when I was in high school. Right. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. let's see here. Let's you know, let's do some videos. Let's yeah. uh yeah, let's do some TikToks and kind of clear our palate pal- a little bit with that. Yeah. Yeah. Chris wants to do some videos. I want to do some TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> I want to let's get Matt Rife up there. Let's get Dylan Mulvaney up there. <laughs> let's get some it's a hyena. Hyena. Most powerful bite in the in the animal kingdom. Wow. Yep. That'll that'll that can if that hyena chose to, yeah. that would bite Tear his, his hand off. clean off. And then you know how they speaking it. Maybe hyenas smoke too much weed. You know how they consume food? They eat it and then vomit. They vomit and then they eat their own vomit. Well, my dog does that. <laughs> yeah. So, and my cat does it too. Because they're so. like they're like the garbage men. Like they'll eat the bone. Yeah, yeah. They'll eat the shit that yeah. other animals won't eat. Wow. Look at that. Oh, and there's Kenny Sebastian right there who canceled. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? I just want to get laid. Is there anybody real? Anybody real? I love this guy. I just want to get laid. He's getting right to it. <laughs> I mean, that's true, though. That is, a, that is a valid question for him. Is there anybody real? anymore i mean yeah out truly. there in that world in the internet yeah. in the internet space i mean it's he's he's got a point i don't know what that would be like to be trying to hook up with people on yeah how long have you been married 35 years 35 years yeah. and now at, okay 40 years 35 years do you, and because you've clearly chose the right woman do you feel ever feel like man there was so much more sexual exploration i didn't do or do you feel like actually at 35 years it's like this was not, not, I know that you think it was worth it, but it was like, you, like, like the fulfillment of the 35-year marriage negates the, I wish I explored sexually. I knew when I was in my 20s, I had to go fuck around and be an asshole. Right. And I did it. And I did it until it started to not be fun and not be, you right. know, it was, I just wasn't, didn't feel good for my soul. And I had this person, we were dating on and off at that point. I'm like, this, I'm not, this is what I want. What am I doing? Right. And so that was that. But you chose yeah. the right... But, but, I, but I have no patience. I have no patience with people in their 40s and 50s going, I didn't do it in my 20s, so now I have to do it. I'm having a midlife crisis. Zero patience. You made your bet. You put your bet down. You have a family now. That's it. You got to do you, it. Do you, if you wanted to fuck around, fuck around when you're 22. Right. Fine. No problem. Go crazy. But at 45 and you're, you're hurting other people because of that urge... Yeah. You don't get, get a divorce then. Yeah. Get a divorce or... or or don't do it. Just yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, if you're super unhappy in the relationship, I get it. You got to right. do something. But, but I, I just think people need to do their thing when they're young. What is your feeling of 
you know, of society today, how most couples, I mean, there's a higher chance that like, you know, your daughters will get divorced, a higher chance, our age will, because we grew up in that. Do you think that it's always best to stay for the kids or do you to a certain point to a certain point i mean kids kids actually perceive family units more even than relationships and when the family fractures they feel fractured and they can't help but feel responsible for it unlovable something about me wasn't enough right it's it just is how it works abandonment all the stuff we've been talking about and uh you know you don't want to be in a domestic abuse or violence situation and that but if you're not fully fulfilled i mean you know, it's I, I'm flashing on this a woman that used to do my makeup, and she was um, telling me that she went home to her like five or seven year old kid, a boy, and said, you know, told him she was getting a divorce, and uh, she's expressing him, you know, I'm really unhappy, and don't you want me to happy and be happy? And he goes, Yeah, I want you to be happy, but don't you want me to be happy? This makes right. me unhappy. No matter what you say, I'm going to be. This hurts me badly. Seven year old says this, right? And she went on with the divorce anyway. Right. And you've got to understand. Of course, there are people that get through divorces that are get unscathed, but it usually leaves a mark. It's actually considered, you know, we have these scales of adverse childhood experiences now, ACE yeah. scores. It is on yeah. the scale. Well, because, and this this is not one of those situations where it's like, uh, my friend, this happened to my friend, but yeah. it's really me. Truly, I have a friend yeah. right now, and this is, that's why I brought it up, because mm. he loves you. And and I, I, I'm just thinking of him now. He is, you know, he's got kids. Married to his wife, they have zero sex, like zero sex. Well, why don't like, we take care of that when we focus on getting that helped, whatever's but, going but, on But there. he said they've went to therapy, they've done it there. He's just not really sexually attracted to her in that it, way anymore. She still wants to have sex, but he's just like, I, dude, I don't like, and he has not cheated. He's like, but I, I don't know what to do. I do not want to walk away from my kids, but I, he was like, I'm, you know, I think he's 34, 35. He's like, I, 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 I need to have sex with other women. And can I speak to her about opening up our relationship can she allow me to be with prostitutes i was like i feel like that's the slippery of slippery it doesn't work yeah people i mean even uh jason ellis do you know jason yeah he had this big open relationship with his wife and i was like oh maybe there's somebody it works for now didn't work work. yeah i just never see it works for a while and then it doesn't right so a guy so, like him, what your your advice is just work I'd on. I'd like your, to know more about what's wrong with their relationship. He's he's just like he, you know, he doesn't think she's the right person for him. He's like he just he he's like I I just every time she's around, I, I get like angry that I that we are in this relationship. Uh-oh. I was like, do you think it's? I was like, I we, you have kids though. I have kids. I was yeah. like, it's tough to have. We have you have little kids. I have little kids. It's like when our when your kids are not sleeping and you know yeah, my baby yeah, woke up at 4 a.m. It's like of course you're gonna be like I don't want to fucking have sex. With yes, you. I'm it's exhausted. hard to have a relationship. We that the the clip that went around. My wife does this show once in a while. And a clip yeah. that went around above us. We're talking about this issue. How you're just you're barreling through. You're just in survival mode. You're just trying yeah, to raise kids. Yeah, that's what that's what he's in right now. He, he, I don't know. I. It it feels did she has something happened to her physical no, body? No, she she looks she looks good to, you know to me. He needs you know? to figure out. Maybe he needs to go to therapy by himself. Yeah, not in couples therapy. And yeah. Figure out what the fuck's going on. What with the him. fuck's going on? Yeah. yeah, and then if he has to go, he has to go. But um, yeah. maybe stick it out as long as possible for the kids. Right. Yeah, they will they will oblige everyone by reenacting the the past. Right. So True. all right, uh, that was more, about my friend, not me. More TikTok. For my friend Sharon. Oh boy. From oh Alabama. Ooh. How do you like me now, dog? Love it. Just got off work a while ago. Having a checking you out. I'll take Oh what is this, man? This is a cool guy. But you know what? He reminds me of the king. Where's the king been? Where has yeah, he's he like a been? Skinny king. Yeah, he's a skinny king. Where's the king been? Oh, this king he's got around. skinny? 
<laughs> no, this isn't actually the king. He just sort of reminds us of the king. Is the king still out there? Do we have any king videos? Uh, we I... haven't seen any. We haven't had any follow-ups with him in a while. Wow. I, when you think, you think about... he's no longer with us? Oh, boy. Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah. I like that this guy, you know, is probably most likely, I would, I would assume, sitting butt naked in his truck. Yes. Um, but I like that he put his glasses on. Yeah, I like nice there's something classy about that. Well, we wouldn't recognize him otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like that. That he's he's you know he's he's understanding that he needs his vision to be accurate. I, I'm starting to worry about. He's probably like, you know, certainly my peer age. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And I I, I saw a comparison picture yesterday, where they had uh, Paul Rudd against Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley was 51 and Paul Rudd is 54 in the pictures. And Wilford Brimley looked like this. Right. And Paul Rudd looked younger than you and I. Yeah, Paul. At, at 54. I yeah. mean, I, he is younger than me, but, but he I looked like I mean, they're like all he, on testosterone and HGH, right? Uh, probably something, something. What is, the, what is your thought on that, on testosterone? I would love to take testosterone, but I can't because I have prostate cancer. Okay, uh, active I, prostate cancer right I, now. I mean, I yeah, am a, I had an operation and everything. Right. And I had if you didn't have prostate cancer, you would take testosterone. Hundred percent. Do you think it's safe for like? Because I'm I'm thinking about taking it, but my testosterone is normal. You did steroids, yes? When I was eighteen, one cycle, maybe two. Okay. Two cycles of Winstrel. It was a little Winnie. You know, Winnie the Pooh. I've I, I been in gyms my whole life. Yeah. So you did it for a year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it was 18, <laughs> so, 19. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, and so there may even be some residual stuff from that. I mean, if you... 20 years ago? Sometimes the testes can't keep up. They kind of... kind of. I've seen people have sort of decline in testosterone production. The bottom line I'm saying is don't take so much testosterone that your levels are 1,500 or 2,000. Try to get high normal. High normal levels, is and it then true, I'm all for it. Is it true though that it is when I, if you start taking testosterone, if you go high normal, yeah. will, it, it, will it? Does it act as a contraceptive as well? Probably not in those doses. Got it. It, it can make it can affect fertility, but probably not a reliable. Will it lose your hair and, and have to give it blood could, and all that? It, it, what do you mean, give blood? Like uh, because you don't you develop clotting with mm, testosterone, or that if you're on again physiological high. doses, you may lose hair because if you have that in your family and your higher dose of testosterone is sustained, that's hair loss. But I, I don't know. You don't look like you're going to be dealing with that. So you don't yeah. think you think it's actually safe to take just a little? I, per, you're asking a personal decision. I, yes, I I do, I, and I don't think we use it enough in women. I think women okay. need testosterone replacement as they get older, and it makes a huge difference for them in, in terms of their right. their their constitution and right. their bone density and so many right. things, mood, just everything. Uh, they're, they're, you know, I wonder when you told me about your friend, is your wife, is the wife shut down in some way? Does she need some hormones? Yeah, that, so I don't know, that's yeah. another sort of feature yeah. that fucks up relationships. But uh, so Chris is going to go out here this afternoon to get some testosterone somewhere. Where, Testos where should they go for tea in this town? What about HGH? No, HGH, That's I'm a, I'm a little more concerned about that. But test is a little, little test is okay. I, I, if, to restore normal physiology as you age. I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm in favor of thyroid replacement if your thyroid is low. I'm in favor of estrogen replacement and, and testosterone right. replacement. When your ovaries shut down, why, why do we leave men out of this equation? Right. Why? Right. We, we slow. We get to go down. Yeah. Now, I've had a weird thing where I get my testosterone checked all the time. I don't know why. The urologist always does it. I really, really don't know why he's um, watching it. But mine get very high. My, like I, like, Testosterone's getting high. Yeah. I mean, it fluctuates a bit. But it's high, as, high enough that I thought to myself, boy, I, I probably wouldn't be taking testosterone if it were like this high. Right. So anyway, right. got to get it checked. Make sure it's in the right zone. And check uh, that prostate, folks. Yes, yes. Uh, do you have any of that in your family? I don't. I don't. But I got mine. I got mine checked because I got um, I got chlamydia about four or five times. 
So I got the, my urologist was like, let's just, I just want to check, make sure that it, it's not something else. Cause yeah. Right. So, but it was good. So, and I just, I just, there's a slight incident. So you had prostatitis probably with the chlamydia. That's too. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And so this was years ago, but there, and there is some, eh, maybe some increased risk of prostate cancer with that stuff. Maybe. Um, but definitely first degree relatives. If you have anybody. Yeah. With, no, you know, we, we don't, we yeah. don't have it. And African American man, you have to get tested, blood tested at 50 when, when, when black guys present with prostate cancer, it's a more advanced usually when they present and more aggressive. So you, you just got to be on it, yeah. on it. It's highly treatable, highly treatable. Yes. So, hey, good times. Uh, got, oh, here's the king. Oh, the my king God. The king is back. Woo. More my queens above 18. <laughs> I have got a very special request going out. Christina this P. video is the very, very very request very special <laughs> it's going out to a queen above 18 she just turned 50 years Where old is he? and she had a good game in golf <laughs> what par four. Oh my god oh my goodness that that good Four morning strokes. my queen's above 18 oh my god <laughs> come on open them eyes up i got your breakfast ready <laughs> oh, oh yeah coffee's on breakfast is on Come on. You got to go to work. You're ready for that guy, Chris, aren't you? There it's you go. It's ready, come. dude. Yeah. You are so beautiful. It's not Nadav. I just love it. It's, it's Nadav in 20 years. Mm -hmm. You are gorgeous. <laughs> it's Nadav next year. Seriously. All right. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Now, he, he definitely bangs girls off this, right? I mean, do you think he the king has gotten women from this? I, I don't know if he actually gets people in the flesh, but he and he likes younger women, like young. But he does specifically you, say above 18. I understand, because, I he got, because he got in trouble. Ah, uh, okay. You know, so because he was uh, dabbling a little bit with some younger folks, yeah, I, I would like to hope that he's gotten uh, some ladies off Well, of he this. certainly gets stuff. Well, hey, by the way, I'm assuming he gets sort of... Um, exchanges of pictures and things like that, some sort of internet exchange. I'm sure he gets that. How come no one has ever sent us this, what they've ever done with that's King? Because that's a betrayal. That's a, you know, you don't... Not, you don't betray the king? I mean, yeah, you never betray the king. You aim at the king, you best not miss. Wait a minute. Like you're, that. you're asking why people haven't sent us the tits that he wanted to see? No, let's, no, 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 no. What, whatever he's doing in that relationship. Look, I'm, I'm thinking why of... Why isn't uh, anyone sending us nudes? I, the, they the sent us Ed Asner, right? That was just a... Yeah, no, but that was just a well... That was just a well of videos of, of Sweet Leo and Ed Asner. But I'm guessing that there's something like that hiding somewhere with the king is what i'm saying right yeah but it would be all private messages right so it's like so that and so the ed asner thing wasn't private it got somehow public no that no that was posted on xvideos.com no i get it but i'm don't you think i guess it, i wouldn't trust people online not to do that to the king let's put it that way well i'd like am to am i am i like missing trust that well, would be also a betrayal of trust if you see any type of dms and stuff that are screenshot and sent to us like i don't think we would Oh, that! Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Okay, but I don't know. We're a moral bunch here at your mom's. House. No, I get it. I get what yes, you're saying. You are. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. We have we have certain limits. Yes. No, I, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is I'm, I, I just am wrong. That's all. So it's fine. So it happens. It, I'm sus. Yes. And cap. Yes. And right. <laughs> Did we know? Uh, you're one for two. Uh, facts. One for two facts. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying trying to get my language right. Come on. Now. All right, Chris. We've sort of. Uh, exceeded our time here i mean it's I been a lot it. of fun that's been great i mean i'm glad we got to spend some time really get to know you a little bit it's Me been too, it's man. been nice um i want to come see you in the city when you're out there when, when is it again on uh, september, september 23rd 
I want to see that. If Bring I'm some TRT for me. Well, mm, I don't have a license to practice in, in New York. Oh, but, we'll get it. Know, I, we'll my get dad it. knows a guy. <laughs> so, and I, yeah, I want to be on your sitcom about your dad. hundred percent. Come do my podcast, Chrissy Chaos. Oh, done. That's what we'll do. Do you guys do it live or by, by Zoom? Or no, you... no, no. Fuck Zoom. I don't do, so, no, so, you, And where do you do it? I need you in the flesh. And where? Uh, New York. In, downtown. in Staten Island. Oh, downtown. No, no, downtown, yeah. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, Soho, baby. Oh, love it. It's beautiful. Love it. All right, man. Yeah. All right, well, listen, I appreciate you being here again. Uh, where should we send people? Hey, babe. Yep. Chrissy, Chrissy Chaos. Chaos. And, Vice uh, show, uh, the uh, Supermax from Red Show on Vice and ChrisDComedy.com, all socials, website. That's it. And and when is the uh, Radio City? Because that's what I like to try to go to. Radio City is September 22nd. That's sold out, but I always got tickets for Dr. Drew. Thank you. Um, and uh, September 23rd is is the theater at Madison Square Garden. I love things when people dream of doing something and yeah, then they that, do that it. Is. And it's something that's that scale. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that is. Congratulations. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank and, you. All right, my friend. See you all soon. Right. Bye bye. Bye, everybody. See you next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation of the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.